Buddy should have been home by now. He had worked the equivalent of a triple, but work wasn't done. Well, I'm not sure most people would call what Buddy did work. I mean, he got paid, but playing baseball ain't the same as working in the celery fields or at the packing houses. Still, it had been a long day. It started with Buddy playing third base in the first game of a doubleheader against the Delan Redcaps, Sanford's main rival in the Florida State League. Buddy was the starting pitcher in the second game. By the bottom of the 18th inning, Buddy was still on the mound, and the score was 0-0. You're listening to Celery City Stories, the podcast for curious people that explores the incredible history of Sanford and Seminole County, Florida they didn't teach in school. I'm your host, Dan Ping. Sanford has a very rich baseball history. Babe Ruth played an exhibition game here. The New York Giants held spring training in Sanford during the 1950s. And Jackie Robinson could have broken baseball's color barrier in Sanford if not for the backwards attitude about race prevalent among city leaders at the time. I'll talk about that in a future episode. Combine all of that baseball history with the dozens of ball players from the Sanford area who've played in the minor and major leagues throughout the years, and you get a sense of how deep the baseball roots are in this area. Hall of Famer Tim Raines is a Sanford native. So too is David Eckstein, the MVP of the 2006 World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals. In the 1930s and 40s, Bernard David Lake, better known as Buddy, was the most talked about ball player in Sanford. There was the night Buddy stole home to win a playoff game against St. Augustine. Buddy dared the pitcher to pick him off and took big leads three times only to retreat back to third base. The fourth time he took a lead, Buddy never looked back and he headed for home. He would later joke that he gave the batter three chances to drive him home Finally, he had no choice but to steal home if his team was going to win. (laughs) Then there was the time in 1948 when Buddy pitched the Florida State League's first perfect game. That accomplishment is even more remarkable because Buddy was a great hitter who won the batting championship in 1940. According to the late Gary Taylor, a Sanford native and longtime reporter for the Orlando Sentinel, Buddy Lake is the only player in major or minor league history to win a batting title and pitch a perfect game. But it was 75 years ago, July 19, 1947, when the legend of Buddy was cemented at Concord Park in Deland. After 18 innings, Buddy was still on the mound pitching a shutout. The problem was his teammates weren't providing any offense. When the Red Hats didn't score in the bottom of the 18th, Buddy decided to take matters into his own hands. Standing at the plate, he got a pitch he liked and he crushed it for a home run. Buddy kept DeLand in check in the bottom of the 19th inning and finished the evening with a 19-inning shutout and a 1-0 win for Sanford. Baseball is a team sport, but on that night, Buddy Lake was the team. Buddy never made it to the major leagues, 
an arm injury in 1936, and a stint in the Navy during World War II derailed those dreams. His career did start with big promise. In 1934, Buddy was in spring training with the Boston Braves, where he played alongside Babe Ruth and pitched against Lou Gehrig. Legend has it that he struck out Gehrig. During the 36 season, while playing in the AAA division, Buddy began having arm injuries. Back then, they called it bursitis. Today, we would describe it as a torn rotator cuff. The arm injury forced Buddy to become a great hitter. And although he never played in a major league game, Buddy had an impressive career. 832 games in the Florida State League, which is still a record. After baseball, Buddy co-owned the Thrifty Service Station from 1950 until 1982. It was located at the northeast corner of 2nd Street and Palmetto Avenue. Most recently, that building was the home to Intercompass Brewing Company. People often ask me if Buddy Lake is related to Sanford's infamous former mayor Forrest Lake. I don't think so. Buddy was born in Louisville, Kentucky 109 years ago this week, June 30th, 1913. His family moved to Sanford in 1916. Forrest Lake, on the other hand, was born in 1868 in Newberry, South Carolina and moved to Sanford in 1886. If Buddy the baseball legend and Forrest the crooked politician are related, it's very, very distant. Buddy Lake was never an all-star in the big leagues, but for a generation of Sanford baseball fans, Buddy was the biggest star of them all. Anyway, they didn't teach that story in school, now did they? Do you own a local business? Are you trying to get your message out to people who support the local community? Celery City Stories is a great platform to do so. Think about it. The people who listen to this podcast want to feel more connected to their local community. That's why they're listening. So they already support local efforts and they'd be willing to support yours. They just need to know about it. Send me an email at dan at celerycitystories.com, and let's talk. I had the opportunity to meet Buddy Lake in 2001 when the city rededicated the historic Memorial Stadium. They had a ceremony, and Buddy Lake was one of the guests and had an opportunity just to say hello and uh, meet him. Very nice man from my small interaction with him. And of course, the stories I've heard from longtime Sanford residents about what a nice man he was and good, good businessman and honest businessman and uh, just a, a lot of respect in the community for Buddy over the years. I really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in to listen, although I don't guess you really tune in to listen to a podcast. This is not radio, but kind of like it, I guess, in some ways. I do want to give a shout out to a couple of awesome listeners. And honestly, all of you are awesome listeners, but I do want to single out a few people. My buddy, Mark Dobbs. Uh, Mark and I went to junior high and high school together up in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And Mark is responsible for the great logo for Celery City Stories. Mark is a graphic artist here in Orlando and does really good work. And I appreciate all the effort he put in in coming up with a, with a really great logo. I've gotten lots of compliments on it. And that, uh, that's all Mark. I also want to thank Chris Cranius. Chris is the owner of uh, Christo's Restaurant down on First Street. 
Christos has been in downtown since 1983. They're getting ready to celebrate their 40th anniversary next year. And Chris left a really nice review of the podcast on my website. Chris, thank you very much for doing that. I also want to give a shout out to Leon Konitschke. Leon, I hope I'm saying your last name right. My southern drawl doesn't work too well with Polish surnames. Leon also left a nice review, and I appreciate him for that, as did Sheila Berry. Sheila, thanks for leaving that review. And from outside of the state in Birmingham, Alabama KK also left a very nice review. So thank you all very much for doing that. Like I said, I really appreciate everybody that's listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying it, if you would do me a favor and share this podcast with your friends and family on social media or even by word of mouth. Word of mouth is usually the best type of advertising. If you would just tell people about it and help them find it, I really enjoy telling these stories and I want to share them with as many people as possible. So thanks for listening. I'll be back next Thursday with another Celery City story. Have a great week.